Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renea Morales, and I am here with Heidi Marsh. Uh, my guest today has been a designer at heart from as early as she could remember. In fact, her very first memory is about a trip with her family to the local county fair to look at table place settings. Her fascination with design continued throughout her childhood. Heidi's idea of fun was to tour model homes with her mom on the weekends. I love touring model homes. I, I think that's an amazing uh, definition of fun. <laughs> and although she did not choose a career in art or design for the first half of her life, she rediscovered her passion for art after being diagnosed with a devastating illness. Art saved her and helped her find her purpose again. To that end, Heidi began painting furniture and decorating apartments for a friend in Boston. And infused with this newfound sense of purpose, she turned her passion into a business and Revive, Upcycled Heart, Upcycled Home was born in 2013. As it relates to art, Heidi is self-taught and was mentored by Amy Howard through her Old World Finishing course. Heidi also has degrees in business and a 20-year corporate career in philanthropy. And finally, when not creating, Heidi loves to hike and listen to music. She lives in Muckleteo, Washington, with her husband, John, a son, Caleb, and two Bernese mountain dogs, Boomer and Snickers. <laughs> and that just makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. Me too. I'm really, really excited about our conversation today. So tell me a little bit about the early part of your life, the before part of your life, before you realized that there is so much more to this world than meets the eye. Yeah. So let's see. Um, I grew up in a very conservative uh, Christian home and uh, my idea of a successful woman was somebody who would either be a lawyer or a doctor um, or some professional career um, like business and so forth. So although I had a lot of passion around design, like you, you read in my, my story there, um, art wasn't something that I believed could be a sustainable or yeah. a quote unquote real career. It's not a viable career path. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Starving artists was what I recall hearing often. So um, yeah, so that, that was more of a hobby or something you did, but, but not, not a real career. Yeah. So, and in, in my family, if, if we did it, it was called a craft. If somebody yeah, else yeah. did it, it was art. <laughs> it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't even recall taking like art classes or anything like that. We did crafts. We did crafts. So, um, yeah. So I, I plugged my way through high school and, and uh, ended up going to college and was, was actually I, on my way to, to medical school 
and took, I did a double major in business and, and biology and I, I couldn't decide. I, I knew we had a ton in common. I also was on the path to medical school. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm so fascinated with medicine. I, I, I love it, but um, I ended up doing a, a internship at a trauma center and I was uh, for sure going to think I was going to become an ER physician and uh, came home completely wiped out. And I realized later that I'm an Enneagram type two. Mm. And so, and I'm, I'm. We've got so much in common. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised (laughs) at all. So, and I'm, I'm an empath. So I, it just emotionally drained me. Um, I ended up becoming the EMT instead. And, and that, that lasted a few years. And then it was just too, it was too much for my heart. Too much again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I ended up going into another helping career on the, the side of business. And I was in the, the philanthropic <clears throat> career area for about 20 years. I worked for major NGOs and so forth, <clears throat> particularly in, in healthcare and in humanitarian work which was, was wonderful. It definitely served a purpose in my life. Um, but I was very, just being totally transparent, I was very focused on my resume. And my identity was uh, wrapped up in my title and how much I could achieve. I was very I like to say I'm a recovering type A personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were a box checker. I was a box checker too. My family was very clear about what success, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. looks like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I was just kind of going along at my pace, um, trying trying to climb climb the corporate ladder and so forth. And it was just before I had children. I had before I had biological children. I I had. some bonus kids, um, but I didn't, we didn't have full custody of them. So it wasn't, oh, um, it wasn't the full parental <clears throat> experience. Right. Right. So yeah. I had time for a career. Um, and my, <laughs> my husband uh, ended up getting an opportunity to get his master's uh, two master's degree at MIT back in Boston. Mm. And so we decided to pick up and move across the country and I was going to also get my master's, my MBA at Harvard, and we were going to be the power couple. So. Ah, yes. <laughs> that was another checkbox, yes, that was on my family's list. Power couple yes. is a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek joked about it, but, you know, it really fed my ego, uh, not in a good way, to think of just having all of those degrees behind both of us and what that would mean for us socially and economically and so forth. But um, God had something completely different in mind. So, um, yeah. And and do tell, how did, how did the cracks start to manifest? Yeah. Cracks is a really good word, um, which I think will lend itself later on to the story. So um, like I said before, I had my career. I both my husband and I ran a lot. We were um, marathoners. Um, I had my my kids. I kind of had a white picket life, fence life. I like mm-hmm. to say. I mean, yeah. we certainly had you know 
troubles like everybody else does. But for the most part, it was, um, it was pretty idyllic. And uh, that was the plan, like I said, going forward to, to make it more idyllic. And when we moved, uh, it started kind of a cascade of uh, trouble and the crack started. And the first crack came when um, our kids uh, couldn't come with us. And we fought for them in court and spent a lot of money and a lot of emotional toil. And uh, the judge, you know, because we were only gonna be there a few years, decided they would be best uh, back at home. And that practice- By stability, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, despite a lot of concerns we had that ended up fracturing our family and, um, that began a process of us having a very strained and, and in some cases, no relationship with our, our kids. Sure. And, um, and because that was such a devastating blow, especially to my husband, he had been in recovery for, um, <clears throat> I want to say, uh, yeah, six years he had been sober. So uh, previously he had, he had a, a drinking problem and went through to rehab back in 2006. And really, you know, that was, I think, probably the toughest thing we had faced in our life up to that point. But uh, things have been good. And, but when we, we lost his kids and we couldn't get out of the program we were at, that, that was a, a real blow to him. And he, he yeah. picked up a bottle again. So um, I lost my kids and I had to give up my job. Um, I had just become um, a, a development director for an uh, international NGO. And I had my sights on being president and CEO at some point, and that uh, was gone. So I, I lost my kids. Uh, so you I lost, lost my identity. that career track. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband or my marriage was on the rocks. Mm-hmm. I knew nobody. That's <laughs> kind of a mi- minor detail, but I didn't have any support system. No, it's, it's not a minor <clears throat> detail. It's a huge detail. As somebody who's done coast to coast moves many times in my life, it's, there's a huge, huge gap where you're not really connected into anybody. Yeah. And if something happens in that moment, you on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I had been part of a faith community for a long time and I didn't have, I, we had started attending a church, but <clears throat> it was, you know, again, Friendships hadn't been established yet, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so now you're, you're out there, all of these cracks are starting to form. Was there like an awakening moment that eventually manifested here? Yeah. Um, it was a dark one, though. It, but they generally are. I yeah. mean, there's this myth that it's like, sweetness and light and joy and and rays streaming through the clouds and you're uplifted no you're you're pretty much broken in the dark (laughs) yeah exactly we had um we had moved so as part of his my husband's program we we had to take an internship and so we had moved temporarily down to connecticut and it was 
literally in the dead of winter, which is a great metaphor because we had gotten, you know, like three or four feet of snow and it was just really cold and damp and dark. And I had decided that, um, which is a typical type A thing for me to do. I was going to pick myself up by my bootstraps. I was going to put the past behind me. And that's when I had decided to apply to Harvard and, you know, damn it. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was going to turn this around all by myself and I'm <laughs> going to be the power couple of one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I think God kind of laughs at our plans sometimes. I mean, I think oh, I, I know he you. has a good belly laugh at our plans. Yes. <laughs> so I had said, I, you know, I just, again, this is my recovery type A. I had literally sat down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into Harvard here. I'm going to finish my degree here. I'm going to have my second child. Oh, by the way, I had, I had just, I had a two-year-old. So... <laughs> I love the hubris of, and my, I will have a second child here and I will. <laughs> yep. I literally had it drawn out like a timeline. A little a Gantt chart. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, on I that note, that. I on know, that I note, that I'm going to pause you because we're going to go to a really quick break, but I want to hear how this Gantt chart played out for yep. you. <laughs> So if you are listening to us out there in listener land, uh, we are so happy to have you here with us. And I would invite you to look, if you are recovering type A, like myself and my guest, I would invite you to look back over your timeline and see the places where you've created your own Gantt charts. <laughs> and uh, examine the ways in which God responds to these. <laughs> and hang with us. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. 
Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for hanging with us. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Heidi Marsh. And before we left, she had created this amazing Gantt chart that was going to make her her family back into a power couple. So <laughs> tell me how that worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't. Um, yeah, just I'll just say it, it didn't. God laughed at that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it, yeah, it, I, I, I laugh at it funny cause it, but at the time when it started to unravel, it, it wasn't so funny, but you know, I can no, look back. It's, it's a horrifying, um, <clears throat> it feels like a loss of control. It's just a revelation that we never had any to start exactly. with, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, it's difficult in the moment. Yeah. So you were saying, you had asked me what, you know, that moment was when I had said it was dark. So um, I got my rejection letter in the mail when I was in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Then that's like step one of this whole Gantt chart. Mm -hmm. It was, it really was. And I just, I unraveled. I completely unraveled. I had put all of my emotional eggs and hope into this acceptance. Cause like you said, it was going to kick off my, my new plan for my life. And, you know, I mean, when I think back about it now, like I didn't get into Harvard, like how <laughs> the acceptance rates are, are insanely low. Like I don't even know what I was thinking, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, I really thought that that's what God had wanted for me, but really it was, it was what I had wanted. I thought I had wanted for me. And I, you know, in combination to, I, I had, we, like I said, I, we had just moved and I had been off of my medication, my um, antidepressants. <clears throat> and that really made a perfect storm. And I just, I woke up one morning and I decided I didn't want to be here anymore. I just mm. didn't want to live. I didn't want to live in a world where I couldn't do what I wanted. Um, I felt like I had no hope. I had, I'd lost seemingly in my clouded view at the time, everything that was important to me. And I had no idea who I was anymore. So I uh, decided that I was going to take a bunch of pills and, um, just go out quietly and thank the good Lord. I said, I stood in front of my mirror in my bathroom and I just, I had it in my hand and I decided that I would ask my husband for help one more time. And we ended up, he ended up taking me into, uh, you know, to the emergency room and, and that was a whole experience on, on its own. But um, I ended up getting into counseling and getting the help that I needed for my depression. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I want to rewind to that dark moment yeah. where it was like, I can't be anything that I thought I wanted to be. Because that's either an end or an amazing beginning. And it's typically yeah. both. And so I would invite you, if you're in that space right now, listeners, um, to know that 
there can be an end without leaving. Mm. You can completely cut ties with everything that's dragging you down without having to take the pills or jump off the building. It takes a little courage and it takes reaching out that one Mm -hmm. more time. And so I just kind of want to shine a light on that because so many awakenings are arrive in the moment where you're done and you just want to quit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very wise. And indeed it was, it was, it was a necessary ending. And without that ending, I wouldn't have been able to start what is now my life. And when you are in the thick of it, I just, I would encourage you to, to, even though you may not be able to see what's next, you may not be able to see what's in front of you. That's when you have to trust the creator of the universe that there is something more out there and that you have a purpose and that you are valued. Yes, um, there is a reason you are here uh-huh. and we need you to be here. Yep. Yeah. As your full, complete, authentic self, not this crap you were raised to believe you needed to be. Exactly. So um, I had, uh, so that was a turning point for me. And as I was kind of working through my identity crisis, I, I had a lot of time on my hands. I I am used to being a very busy, or I was at that point, a very busy (laughs) individual, multitasking. Yes. And I ended up watching a lot of TV, which was not something I did a lot. And I watched, this is kind of a funny thing. I watched a lot of flea market flip on HTTV. I love that show. <laughs> well, yeah, because, oh, my God, the amazing things that you can find and turn into even more amazing things. I know. I'm sitting on the sofa right next to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. And, you know, it just dawned on me that I'm like, why can't I do that? And so I like with a neighbor and we ended up going down to uh, a store that's called restore by habitat for humanity. Yes. I love restore. Yes, me too. And I decided I was just going to try something. I had no supplies. I had no idea how to sand anything. I didn't know what chalk paint was like, (laughs) I was a fool. (laughs) But, I but an inspired fool. <laughs> it did. It did. And I decided I ended up flipping this dresser. And I was like, this is fun. And I never realized the healing that comes from doing work with your hands. Mm-hmm. There is something so therapeutic about creating something from nothing. And I, I, I was hooked. It was like, it was like crack. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it is, <clears throat> it is like crack. When we moved back to Arizona, oh my gosh, I was on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace and all of Goodwill and Restore and all the places. Mm -hmm. Because when we moved back to Arizona, we were broke. I mean, Mm -hmm. beyond broke, 
we were in bankruptcy, making a fraction of what we were used to living on. And I had had to sell most of my furniture because I couldn't afford to move it. And so wow. it's, the, the whole process was, okay, let's go find some good bones. Right. Make it beautiful. And it's, it's, I agree with you. It's so therapeutic. It is. And, um, I ended up doing one piece and then two pieces and then three. And then, uh, eventually I moved back to, we moved back to, to Boston and I met somebody that was a neighbor and he was flipping uh, apartments and oh. needed somebody to for like temporary stays and needed somebody to help decorate them on on the on the cheap. Yep. And I'm like, I can do that. And so that just again, kind of a cascade. It it started a business and um yeah, so um, I, I did, I failed to mention one thing that, that is kind of an important part of the story, a part of the identity piece that <clears throat> in the middle of all of this crisis, I was diagnosed with two autoimmune, autoimmune diseases as well. Oh my, that so, can really be devastating on energy levels and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. What, what did those diseases bring you? I, every big challenge brings a gift with it. Yeah. Pause and rest. I remember how I said before that I had always been like a, a multitasker, busybody. I had to learn to rest and take care of myself and find other ways to enjoy life that I didn't, I couldn't do anymore. Like I couldn't run anymore. Like I used to, so I had to hike and I was a hiker before, but now it has become like a huge passion of mine. So um, there's so much healing um, in being in the outdoors and forest bathing. So it's a <laughs> term I like to use. So um, yeah. And it, it's just, it, 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 from an identity standpoint too, it meant that I couldn't go back to that career that I had before. <clears throat> and let me tell you right now, that was the best gift I have ever gotten out of all of this. So um, I now am able to stay home with my son and run my business from my home. And I have to sleep every day. I, I take a, a nap every day, which is great. I like to say, be like <laughs> Jesus. Jesus took naps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, well, we were, I think, in some ways, much wiser before we became this industrialized society about mm -hmm. honoring the rhythms of our body. Mm hmm. For sure. Um, so how, how did this, this uh, what I want to say, derailment, this pause, inform how you changed your approach to life? I had to find a new identity and really evaluate what was important to me. And it wasn't my resume anymore um, because that just wasn't even possible so 
not only did it help me readjust my priorities, um, it helped me figure out who I really was. And I used to be, if you were to talk to the old Heidi, I would say I did not like the term stay at home mom. <laughs> For some I'm aspect. a domestic engineer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that was be- not beneath me, but I, I was, I, I'm, I'm a feminist and I, I just didn't like the thought of being put in a box. Mm. And now I, that is a, t- a badge of honor. I like, I, I wear, I love spending time with my son and my family. And I was not able to have that second child. Remember I had um, planned for that. My disease prevented me from doing so. So um, <clears throat> It has allowed me to prioritize my time with him and uh, prioritize time for me and do what I, what fills my soul and what fills my soul is painting. Like it is just, if I go a few days without doing it, I literally crave it. Like there's, there's this insatiable part of me that had been suppressed for so long and now it's like it's it's free to do what it wants and I can now call myself an artist which I never ever would have done before I I didn't think I was qualified I didn't because I can't draw to save I can't even draw a stick figure but I can paint (laughs) (laughs) well the good news is you're not required to draw to paint (laughs) exactly exactly so Um, I, like I said, I, my identity and being, having the freedom to be me and be truly who I am at the core and being able to feed that without, um, without abandon. So, Uh, yeah. And without apology, right. I I am what I am. Love me, hate me, take me as I am. It is what Mm -hmm. it is. Yep. I love that. We are coming up on our next break already. Can you believe that? I know. Time flies when you're having fun. It does, doesn't it? Uh, If you're out there listening to us, I would like to invite you to get your pad and paper and spend a little time with your soul seeds, your breadcrumbs, the little hints that your, your soul puts out there for you on who you really are. Um, and these are the, the things that light you up, the things that you obsess over. If you can watch hours of Motor Trend watching people rebuild cars or hours of HGTV watching them flip used furniture or build houses from the ground, pay attention to these things. Whatever this, this thing that really fascinates you is, because this is a hint from your soul. Spend some mm. time with your pad, note down some of your hints, and hang with us through the break. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. 
leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the amazing and indomitable Heidi Marsh. And before the break, you were telling us, Heidi, about um, how you identified this this artist that was in yourself, this new identity. Um, how did that unfold for you? You mentioned you started a business how how else is this artist expressing herself out into mm. the world? So I just decided to follow my breadcrumbs, so to speak, like you just said. I think that's such a beautiful picture. Um, one of my, my soul callings is photography as well. So I decided to take a photography class. I knew I was interested in it, but didn't have the mechanics down. So... I took a class and started, bought myself a DSLR camera, and now I'm an avid uh, landscape photographer as well. Mm. So <clears throat> I did that, and I just ended up uh, following those breadcrumbs and then putting that desire to skill. So I would mm-hmm. seek out classes and just want to soak it in. I took watercolor classes. I took furniture painting classes. I took, um, you know, oil on canvas. I, I just wanted to try everything to see kind of what stuck, you know. And, and, and this is how you learned you couldn't draw a stick figure. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so how did um, you bring this artistic upcycling together with the heart? Tell me about yeah. this juxtaposition. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. So as I was going through this process, it, you have, when you're painting, you have a lot of quiet time. It's, it's just you and your canvas and your brain and your wandering thoughts and the metaphors just started, you know, coming like a waterfall. And it 
ended up being such a perfect metaphor for what God was doing in my life. It like, it hit me like a brick head, like a brick over my head, just that that there are pieces of furniture. I, I don't, they don't do this in Seattle, but on the East coast, I know that there were people just leave these things on their curb. Like, I ended up. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like a hundred years old, right? (laughs) Yeah, like seriously, my my two pieces in my dining room were literally from the curb. Like, it just boggles my mind what people would put. I would learn the uh, trash routes, and on Thursday mornings, I would get in my car and try to find before the the garbage truck picked them up. I'd go, I'd go searching, but it ended up being such a great metaphor for what is either used up or discarded or broken or ugly or um, just people didn't want anymore. They throw it out in the trash. And I think as humans, we can feel like that. We can feel broken and discarded and ugly and useless. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt. And I could really relate to that piece of garbage on the side of the uh, side of the road. And God took that opportunity. And, you know, what I do when I get this piece of furniture is I clean it and sometimes I'll strip it. And, you know, that was a metaphor for God had to strip away that identity crisis in my life, that those false things that I thought made me me and he had to get rid of those and it was a painful process um but it allowed me to become something more beautiful like when I take that furniture and then I I clean it and I strip it but then I fix it and I I put new paint and new details and new um you know transfers or, or whatever I do to make it beautiful again, it now has a new purpose and it it's beautiful again. And I think that that whole process was what God did in my life. And I think it can be a perfect metaphor for what, if you allow it, God can do in our lives, especially when we feel broken and bruised and ugly and useless. Absolutely. And I know along that vein, this is like the perfect introduction. You brought a gift with you today. Would you like to share what your gift is? I did. So as part of my offerings, I teach people the art of Kintsugi. And Kintsugi is um, the mending of, it comes from Japan, and it is the mending of pottery with gold. And it is a metaphor also for beauty from brokenness. And so I teach people this as a spiritual practice. So not only I have a product that will walk you through some reflective questions while you do this process of mending a broken piece of pottery, and it serves as a spiritual exercise to hear from God um, how to use the mending of pottery as a metaphor spiritually in your life. So it's a video and a kit and the gift I have for for y'all today is a 10% uh, off coupon of that product in my Etsy store. That's beautiful. Uh, you can <laughs> find the link to her Etsy store at sovereignself.media. Heidi Marsh has a, a little section out there with her the link to her store and your coupon code is radio 10. 
So make sure you have your coupon code when you click on the link to get that discount for this beautiful, beautiful course. I love that. So tell me a little bit about what your biggest wisdom is from your life to this point. I know there will be more as we go further. Yeah. But if you were to to offer some words of wisdom to our listeners, what would they be? I think finding your purpose is something we all desire to do. And uh, a mentor of mine once said, um, your skills plus your passion equals your purpose. And I think that there is such beauty and wisdom if we take the time to really find what ignites our soul and feed that. And I am happier despite having disabilities now. I am more happy and more fulfilled than I ever was in my, my previous life. And I'm more connected to God and feel more healthy and alive and than I ever was before. And it's because I have found that passion that ignites my soul. So whether it's a career or a hobby, find a way to nurture that and don't ignore it and squash it down, feed it. Absolutely feed it. I think those are amazing words of wisdom. And I, I think the thing that I, that really pops up for me that I'd like to highlight for people is the door into this for you is something that the world terms a disability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I would invite you if you've been struggling with that box of disability Uh, Take a step back from what you cannot any longer do for yourself and shift your focus just a little bit to the right or to the left and notice what it excuses you from that you did not enjoy Uh and what it invites you into that you can now enjoy guilt-free. Mm. because there is always a gift in everything that happens in our lives that our lives are not designed to happen to us. They're designed to happen for us. So if you're in that space, just test it out. You don't have to accept it as your truth. Just, just take a peek around the door frame, see what you think. You can always pull your head back and go back where you were. I love that. That's beautiful wisdom. Mm. I just want to sit in that for a minute. Mm. That is so, so lovely. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when we arrive at a space like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you're, um, that you're, I don't know what you call them, class people, clients, uh, mm-hmm. tell you that the, uh, that the course does for them. Wow. Um, I think I have heard most often is that there is purpose in the pain. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that sounds really, um, can sound trite or very um, like an idiom, but so often we just talk and talk and talk and talk to God. And this exercise allows you and encourage you, encourages you to hear from God. Mm. And that is something we all need more of is, is listening. And what I hear people say is just, you know, whatever it is specifically for them, what the purpose is for this and what can come of it. What is that gift? And if you're not looking for it and you don't slow yourself down enough to to listen to what that gift might be mean, you might miss it. Yeah. So that's that's what I hear people say the most. That is one of the drawbacks of, of today's busy, busy, busy society. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get on that track of, oh, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and I need this and I want this and I desire that and I'd hope for this for my child and I'm concerned about that. And, and to have that like stream of outgoing dialogue Mm-hmm. with the divine, but not taking that pause in the conversation for it to be a two-way actual conversation. Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. So make sure you go out to SovereignSelf.media and get your coupon code of Radio 10 and sign up for that pause break. I know if I don't commit to somebody else or put something on my calendar that says, here's where the break is. It's easy for me to skip over it. So consider just entertain for a moment, the possibility and go to sovereignself.media, click the link, check it out. No harm, no foul, whichever (laughs) way you go. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Heidi. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Yes, me too. I, I really enjoyed it. And thank you all for tuning in today. We do this for you every week. And if you have any suggestions, if you have topics you'd like to see, guests you'd like to have come on, if you just need an ear to listen to what's gone on in your life and maybe a new perspective uh, on what it all means or what pattern is showing up in your breadcrumbs, uh, you can reach me at AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 